1: Hello, I'm Justine willis Today, I'm hosting Dr. Rick Hansen. He's a psychologist and someone who's deeply interested in neuroscience as well as mindfulness. His book, co-authored with his son, Forrest Hansen, is Resilient, How to Grow an Unshakable Core of Calm, Strength, and Happiness. Rick, welcome to the New Dimensions Café.
2: Justine, truly, it's an honor to be here.
1: Oh, thank you. It's my privilege and honor to have you. There's so much we could talk about, but let's just start with one of the core strengths that you talk about in your work that we can cultivate and we can increase, and that's the strength of compassion. Mm. Can we start with that and talk about how can we increase it or even why should we increase that strength?
2: Well, there's a lot there. So first off, it's the idea that the resources we have inside ourselves, which I'm calling inner strengths here, uh, such as feeling connected to others or feeling of worth personally, or knowing how to interact with people from diverse cultures in the workplace or in our communities. These are all inner resources. And so much good comes from having more of that good stuff inside yourself. And the question then becomes, how do you grow it? And what my book's about is how to grow and how to then use these important inner resources such as mindfulness, grit, gratitude, motivation, and compassion. So, compassion. Compassion... At bottom is a sensitivity to the suffering of others. And it could be very mild experiences of stress or irritation or physical discomfort, all the way up to agonizing mental or physical pain. So that's the so-called suffering of others. With compassion, we are sensitive to it, and we're not merely empathic. We want to help if we can. Literally, there's research showing that in the brains of people... When they're asked to develop or mobilize a feeling of compassion, emotion related centers in their brain start lighting up, quote unquote, but also motor planning sections of their brain. In other words, planning for action start to warm up as well as the person gets ready to do something about the suffering that they're sensing. So that's the nature of compassion. What's interesting is that you can apply compassion to yourself. As I was well just as,
1: going to ask, like yeah. it's not only compassion for others, but that sometimes we leave ourselves out. You can think of the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But oftentimes, we don't treat ourselves with that kind of compassion that we're asked to treat others.
2: That's totally right. This ordinary human quality of compassion, when we give it from a selfish standpoint, in addition to how it's good for other people, research shows that the giving of compassion calms us down, recenters us, the more able we are to give compassion over time, uh, the stronger we become, the more resilient we become. We're able to deal with difficulty. Flip around the other way, when you receive compassion, we start feeling connected, we feel of worth, we feel like we exist for others, we feel supported. Well, if you give yourself compassion, you get both kinds of benefits. You get the benefit of the giving of it, and you get the benefit of the receiving of it. And actually, that's where any kind of taking care of yourself or making things better in your life or growth or healing or development come from, you've got to start with compassion for yourself. There's a joke in the therapy world. How many therapists does it take to change a light bulb? Only one, but... The light bulb has to want to change. See, (laughs) we have to want to change. We have to get on our own side. We have to be a friend to ourselves. We have to be for ourselves, not against others, but for ourselves. And to do that, a necessary condition for that to happen is you've got to feel your own pain. And it's got to matter to you. Not that you're wallowing in self-pity. Most episodes, most experiences people have with self-compassion last less than 10 seconds. It's not a big deal. And then you get going. Self-compassion is where we start, not where we end. And lots of research shows that as people increase their self-compassion, they become more able to bounce back from difficulty. And they also become more ambitious not complacent. Because if you know that if you try and fail and you'll just beat yourself up for the next year, you're not going to be likely to even try because then you might fail. But if you know that, okay, you'll be disappointed for a bit and then you'll brush yourself off with some compassion for how everything has landed on you and then get up and keep on going. If you know you're more like that rather than being really self-critical, you're much more likely to take chances and to really pursue big dreams.
1: You know, I'm thinking I just read something by Shannon Kaiser and Uh it's a book called Self-Love, I think. And she had this analogy that really struck me. It's like in thinking about compassion for yourself or or self-love, imagine ourselves Loving ourselves like our dogs love us,
2: right? They do, and it's interesting. Honestly, the thought of loving myself—I think different words work for different people. So oh, for me, the notion of loving myself—it just—I don't. It's harder, isn't get it? it? Yeah. But accepting oneself, having what it's like to be me mattered to me. I'm a longtime therapist, and I've seen. For many, many people, the first step is the one they haven't yet taken. They don't really care about their own pain. Ah. They don't matter to themselves. Other people matter to them. They have a good heart, but they don't apply it to themselves. The golden rule for them is a one-way street, do unto others. But they don't realize that we should do unto ourselves as we do unto others. And that fundamental kind of muscular position, getting on your own side, having what it's like to be you matter to you, and then being strong on your own behalf every day to help yourself uh, face the hard parts of your day, have as much well-being as possible along the way, and learning and growing over the course of your day. To do that, you've got to be on your own side, and yet for many people, that's the first step that they haven't taken. So I've got details in the book about how to actually get on your own side and be before yourself. And it's a very important step to not just jump over and assume that it's present, because often it's not.
1: That just reminds me something in your book when you're talking about, like, especially that inner critic that's so prevalent in so many of us. You talk about developing a caring... Committee. (laughs) That's right. Say something about that. Oh, it's
2: really interesting that one way to think of the psyche, the person, is basically three parts. And the old version of this was the inner child and then the critical parent and the nurturing parent. An updated version related to trauma work could be the inner victim, and then the inner attacker or perpetrator, and the inner protector or rescuer. Or, in my language, an updated version would be a sense of the beleaguered self inside, and then you've got an inner nurturer or an inner attacker. The problem for many people is two parts. First, the inner attacker is too big. It's like Darth Vader, Godzilla. (laughs) They've internalized it. And the other problem is that the inner protector is too small. It's a little bit like Bambi. Oh, don't hurt little Ricky. And that's a mismatch. So what we need to do is both bring down the power of the inner critic, and I get into a lot of specific ways to do that, and then also especially build up the inner nurturer, including thinking in terms of a caring committee. So inside myself, I imagine, Literally, I'm kind of a dork this way. I imagine I've got Spock in there from Star Trek. I've got the plump fairy godmother from Sleeping Beauty, the Disney cartoon film going way back. My wife's in there. uh, Tough but fair rock climbing guides. My kids, family members, including some spiritual beings are in there in that caring committee. And people can grow the caring committee using the two step process through which we grow in any way. First, experience aspects of compassion, guidance, support, encouragement, different voices in some sense in your caring committee. First, experience it in authentic ways, typically mild and brief, but very real, not more than what it is, but not less than what it is, actually experience it. And then when that beneficial experience is occurring for you, really soak it in, take it into yourself, marinate in it for 5, 10, 20 seconds in a row. And in the process of doing that, you will literally get that experience into your nervous system. So it becomes a kind of residue a leftover from what you've experienced that then increasingly stays with you and becomes your resting state, your core of being, that you take with you wherever you go.
1: So what you're saying is it's not a huge sort of installation, you call it. You just said five or ten seconds, just notice it, just Notice, oh, this one feels really good. I can really call on this committee for this.
2: It's totally right. And the point is not out of clinging to the experience. Because as soon as you try to hold on to it, you crush it. It's more a matter of savoring it while it's happening or coming into a kind of intimacy with your own experience. So you're letting the experience land. And actually, as you fill yourself up, You're less inclined to crave or cling or hold on to experiences. Cultivation undoes craving over the long haul. So that's the first really important point. And the other really important point, if I was to give people like two takeaways that are super practical, one, half a dozen times a day, less than half a minute at a time, usually each one, when you're experiencing something useful— Maybe it's a moment of calming. Maybe it's a moment of feeling good about yourself. Maybe it's a moment of feeling close to another. Maybe you look outside and your mind just stops with a sense of awe and beauty and thank you for life altogether. Whatever it might be, in the flow of your day, look for those half dozen opportunities, less than half a minute each. That's less than five minutes over the course of your day to to receive into yourself what you are already experiencing. That's my first simple suggestion. And the doing of that and the remembering to look for those little opportunities will actually change your life. And you will feel different, especially after a few days of doing this. Number one. Number two, know what you're trying to grow these days. What are you trying to learn? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to help myself become more patient with my wife as we go through, you know, some projects we're doing together. Other people maybe are trying to help themselves learn to be a little happier, a little less critical, a little less self-critical. Maybe they're trying to help themselves be more empathic to other people. Uh, Whatever it might be, what are you trying to grow these days? And then work backwards. Look for opportunities to experience what you're trying to grow. I call it your vitamin C. It's if you have scurvy, you need vitamin C. What are you trying to grow these days? And then very deliberately look for chances to experience it. And once you're experiencing that mental resource that you're trying to grow, slow it down for a breath or two or three and take it into yourself.
1: Wow. Wow. That's great. We could go on and on, but I'm going to leave our listeners with that and let us fully digest those two suggestions. Thank you so much, Rick, for being with us today on the New Dimensions Cafe.
2: Thank you, Justine. You are the best.
1: Oh, goody, as are you. I've been speaking with Dr. Rick Hansen. He's a psychologist and the author of Resilient How to Grow an Unshakable Core of Calm, Strength, and Happiness. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, rickhanson, H-A-N-S-O-N, rickhanson.net, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I want to thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please do join us again.